Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 508 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined by West Virginia and Wisconsin's finest, Stephen Kyle Brackey and Ben Askren. How are we doing this morning, boys? Happy Thursday. Doing well. You're doing well also. Wow, that's great. Everyone's doing well. Okay. Uh, uh, let's go. I'm excited to talk about Bad Blood. I watched it as soon as I got home from practice last night. Um, made my wife watch it, although she might have been doing more Instagram than watching. Come on, um, Amy. Sorry, sorry, Jordan and Kyle. I thought I thought it was compelling. Um, I th- yeah, I, I thought it was totally awesome. You know, the I guess the perspective I had afterwards is, dude. I sometimes you forget how cold. I, you know, Jordan's up seven to one, but. Like that that uh, 2007 US Open match, I forgot about the late. They, they got put on the clock twice. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot that. And there's yeah. just so many of those moments where like, oh, my God, it is closer, I think. And then at the same time, you're like, I mean, that speaks to how great of a champion Jordan Burroughs is that <laughs> he just finds a way to win all these times somehow. Yeah. So if, you, if the breaks keep going your way, I don't think it's anything other – you can't attribute it to anything other than – the individual really it's mm-hmm. he's not yeah Jordan Burles is not the luckiest wrestler in the world he just no. there is it's that winning quality that Dake has that Jordan also has but has it in, yeah. to a higher degree um certainly through the first seven years of this rivalry yeah it it is there are so many little things I mean literally the the ankle break is one of the biggest things because if Dake goes yeah. Dake is meddling at minimum and then how does that change things, right? I, I have Full no. Statement, CP. You don't think Dake would have meddled? No, I probably agree. I'm Come just saying bold statement. Okay. Uh, oh, you think it's obvious? You think obvious? Dake's first interna- first year internationally, he meddles. That's obvious. Mm. Maybe, maybe it's a it's, little re- revisionist yeah. or a little. I think you're kind. Of, well, I think you're kind of making it easier than it is. You're making it sound easier than it is to meddle at Worlds. It's it is not an easy task. Well, no, I'm not saying it's easy to medal at Worlds. I'm saying Kyle Dake is that good. And okay. that was um, 
you know, I think Shabanov would have been a really tough opponent. I think, okay, yeah. he could lose to Shabanov and still get bronze, right? Um, yeah. He would never, I don't think he would ever lose to that Iranian. Uh, there was no Sargush in the field. Russia sent a, uh, you know, a one and done type of guy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think he would have, I okay. think he medals, and I think then he's sitting out, and then what happens 14 and beyond. But Burroughs yeah. has not given up the, um, not giving up the spot in any way. I, I think basically every decision Dake has made throughout his career is somehow tied to Burroughs, whether it's going up in weight or changing weights. And all. so I, I thought, obviously, I was yeah. wrecking. I got to be a little more involved in this, so that was that was fun for us. Um, I think I, before the film dropped, there a lot of the people. Oh, there's no rivalry. It's seven and one. But then, as Ben saying, as you watch this, you realize how close he like. In uh, in 2013, uh, if they don't have the overtime rules, it goes to match three. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, 2017, takes put on the shot clock twice in the second period, uh, and then at the World Team Trials, he's up three to one in match two, all with under a minute to go. Yeah, and he's that close to just making the team in two straight matches. Uh, so it's. Much, much closer than people. And the first match in 2015, the exchange on the edge. Yeah. So. Which which is which yeah. is definitely controversial. But, like, a couple of things to remember. Like, when he had the his second match with Burroughs in 2013, yeah, remember, Burroughs was, had not lost. No one had beaten him. He hadn't had the weird Marable yes. thing yet um, where he, did, he didn't realize he was losing because I, I think there's no way he would ever lose to Nick Marable otherwise. Um, but... You know, it for just for someone to be that close was was wild, right? We weren't really seeing that. No one else was giving Jordan that level of of competition. But um, yeah, I I don't, I don't I don't have a ton of like composed thoughts yeah. or like well, questions. Cause, well, the other because you did the <laughs> you I know the whole thing already. Uh, we already got your take. Um, yeah. I mean, like then the crotch lock situation in 2017. That yes. was, I mean, like usually Dake wins that position, and again, that's just a position where Burroughs found a way to win. Um, and then the other takeaway I had was, you know, I we almost joked about we almost joked about how Dake always kind of whines about the fact that JB's sitting out. I mean, I, to me, it was kind of a joke a little bit. And then I didn't really like, you know, think in depth about it. I would have guessed before that watching that last night that there was way more matches where there where there was not one of them sitting out, and that just not that is not the case, and that that kind of blew my mind. What that there's only one match where there wasn't a sit out. Correct. There's only been one match where they've wrestled where there wasn't a sit out type situation, which I I would have guessed. I knew it was some. I would have guessed like maybe three or four. I don't, I don't know why I had that feeling. I didn't realize it was seven of the eight. Um, and then obviously you guys outline, you guys very clearly outline who he had to go through to get there. And it's never a very easy path. No, no. I mean, the wars with Andrew yeah. Howe. So, um, dude, how did Kyle take not freaking tear his outside ligament on that one Andrew Howe thing? Well, part of me is like, well, no wonder he gets hurt. He is so <laughs> obsessed with not giving up takedowns that he will right. contort his body. Yeah. In, in ways that are dangerous. I mean, it's just it's it's dangerous what it what he'll do to not get not get taken down. 
But you think about, yeah, that, uh... and, and, and there's a lot of, you know, Burroughs is certainly the superior wrestler, right? That's not deniable at this point. He's better results, and he has better results against Dake. But what is interesting with the rivalry discussion, is this a rivalry? Is it not a rivalry? Because he's 7-1. and one. But every single time they wrestle, fair or not, it is, the nation is mostly split on who's going to win. And there's probably an edge to Burroughs yeah. in the public perception of who's going to win. But... I'm telling you, in, tw- in 2017, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be Dake's time, right? In 2015, you saw, like, there's a lot of footage from that 2015. You hear how many people are saying, I think it's Burroughs, it's Burroughs. I'll go with Dake, but, or, or yeah, a lot of them were saying Dake, a lot of them were saying Burroughs. It was very yeah. even. And so I think that's one of the, uh, another interesting angle is that despite, it's like how much more can does Burroughs have to win before people will realize he's, he's better than Dake? Yeah, that's... Uh, have you ever I weighed mean, in? Have we ever talked about the process with you? And, like, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I never thought that deeply. I, so I think the process where you want to have your best guy on the team, that's that's an obvious, right? There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the one thing that I think, I, I guess the only question mark I would have, so I, I'm, I'm good with the sit-out because you do want to have your best guy on the team. The one thing that I do struggle with because because of the Olympic and non-Olympic weights is if someone can go on a run like Burroughs has, he never has to unsit out, meaning at that weight class. So this whole this whole Olympic quad, he's had the advantage of 74 kg, right? Because he's uh first bronze bronze. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and and long if you go if you go far enough back, which is not all that far back, maybe a, a decade-ish, maybe I think maybe it was only eight years. Um, you had to win the U.S. Open that year, which meant at the U.S. Open you didn't have a sit-out, which would essentially, essentially every year at least give give you know say this the challenger one fair sh- you know more fair shot. Does that make sense? Yes, but in in the and I, I, I understand you know, I understand you don't have to beat American guys to get a medal at the World Championships. I, I get that right, but at the same time, you know, especially like in a situation like this. And one of the reasons it's a rivalry is not because Kyle Dake has beaten Jordan Burroughs more, but it's because he's very clearly one of the best in the world. He's won two world titles the last two years. I mean, and that is what's so compelling about this is these are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, just, bar, you know, there's no, there's no arguing about it. They are. Right. Now, he did the, – the playing field was level in 2017 of, of note. That was the one time. Right. Yeah. Right, but mm-hmm. so it wasn't really the whole quad that Jordan got to sit out, right? Sure, that's fair. Okay, sure, yeah. And but, I mean, well, if you, if you, if you say all trials, all trials in this quad, he set up. Yes, that is true. So yeah, so they had one, they had one fair matchup, which was twenty seventeen. Well, what, what's interesting um, about it is the case for for the sit out is the case against the sit out, which I don't understand. It's like, well, this yeah, guy has got to sit this- out. So here's what I'm saying. This guy okay. got to sit out the entire quad. Yes. And that's that's not fair because no one else got a chance to sit out. But at the same time, the whole point of it is come back with medals. And that's what we're trying to incentivize and come back with hardware. Wait, uh, hold on. I'm going brain dead, uh, Piles. Final X, Final X fixes this problem, doesn't it? But, but Dake hasn't wrestled in Final X the last two years. He's wrestled in it, but not at... The Olympic weight class. 
Not out of the blue, yes. Yeah, okay, so and you know what? I'm great with it. If, it, if it's Final X type scenario, I'm great with it. I don't even know why I was thinking about that. Um, but I, I love the fact that the one guy gets the advantage of not having to do the other tournaments. He gets to sit out till the end, but then at the end, it is a two out of three, you know? So he does have the advantage of sitting out, but then the guy, you know, they essentially wrestle uh, on the same terms, you know, where they're not, where Dake is not having, not just Dake, right? Anybody having two to three matches on the, the day of, because, um, you know, there, there's just no doubt that that affects the way you're going to perform. And, you know, maybe not gigantic amount, maybe it's not insurmountable, but it definitely affects you. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, no, I, mm-hmm. I I do like the the Final X model makes sense because I love the advantage of guys that that they get of not having to go through the challenge tournament without the other guy having to have gone through it that day, right? I think it's cool. And there's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of there's a storyline component that I think is great. Yes. Um, I I really think the Olympic trial should have gone to the the Final X model. I think that was a mistake. Um, yeah, agreed. And if, if, if the goal is to get the best team and to get the best guys at that time on there, there is going to be an element of, mm-hmm. okay, well, is it, but that's how they want to do it. They want to do it all in one weekend and knock it out and get it out of the way. Like it's, uh, I don't know, some, some little tournament, but in my opinion, it's, <laughs> it's, it's worth extending even, Shots even, fired. even a week. Even a week would make a big difference, right? Like, all right, you know, that's very, that's very, that's a common cadence of competition for at least collegiate wrestlers. Like, all right, I wrestle this week, I wrestle this week, and I, I think that would, that would grow the the product. That would improve it. That would allow you. Okay, imagine if we had, imagine if, you know, we had a a week to blow up Jaden versus um, Dake four years ago. Right, but now it'd be now it'd be Jaden versus Kyle or whatever, whatever it would be. But yeah, you get these sure. surprise finalists, right? Like Pico Molinero. No one picked that final. No, no one. No, no, nobody no in the world. And so you didn't really get to blow it up that much. And mm-hmm. you know you you're gonna lose that, and you're gonna lose it in 2021 when you don't have that. And it's just one of the one Sad. of the little ways that I think we restrict our own growth by limiting the storylines we have this treasure trove of amazing competition and i don't know the is it brevity is that the goal here for for choosing our olympic team is it just like how quickly can we do this i don't i don't see any reason that it has to be rushed and i don't think it taking an extra week is rushing at all so and when you consider the fact that from a competitive standpoint, it just makes more sense. I think it's awesome. Now, is it a lot to ask of fans to do both weekends? Maybe so. Or maybe some fans can do it the one week and some can do it the next, and they're both going to be really, really mm-hmm. awesome. So what's what's the harm? If you can if you can explain to me the harm in this, explain I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this today. But I'm just thinking Yeah, you got a soapbox, you got a soapbox and I just let you run with it. <laughs> yeah, just let me go. I mean, I, if someone can explain to go. me why this is a bad idea, I'm I'm open. Uh obviously I have to live with the the process that that they choose, but um I think the final X model or some variation of it would make more sense than how they are going about it. Yeah. Um yeah, I I agree with you. So I have the- <laughs> That's okay. I don't really push. I don't really push back for you, Christian. I I agree. What was it? Uh, how how did it go? I mean, in 
2007, 2008, when you were trying to make teams and made the Olympic team, it was, what, was, uh, what was the exact process then? Um, well, 2008, I think you had to be a world medalist to sit out to the final. So we, Tyrone and I were both in the tournament. We wrestled to the final. And then once we got to the final, we wrestled the best two out of three. Nice. Okay. You won in two sense. straight? Yes, it does. I won two straight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah but I remember, I, I, so don't quote me on this one, but I, I think a lot of, it, there was a couple of years where they tried not doing the, the two out of three type thing. And I remember one of the matches, and listen, I'm not in the backroom meetings at this point in time, so I don't know, but Andy Rovat pinned Mogawal in a chess wrap mm-hmm. uh, in 2006. And everyone kind of thought, okay, that was lucky. You know, Mo was so close to, he got cheated essentially in yes. the world's in what it was either 05, right? Or 07. Yeah. I remember Rich Bender telling me about this, like how, how oh, late it was. It was really bad. Did you, were you there? Really How'd you see so it? Because I don't, no, no, can't I, find the video. Yeah, it's not online. I think I, yeah, I think someone had it on their phone, or I don't remember how I saw it. But um, yeah, Mo Mo got cheated really bad. I don't believe the match is online anywhere. Um, and so you know, everyone thought Mo. I mean, Mo was competing like one of the best in the world. Like he was yeah. the top two, three, four guy. And then Andy pinned him. You know, oh six, and and it, that was it, right? And people, you know, people used to wrestling. I felt thought, well, we. <laughs> we don't really want any of the team. We want Mo on the team because Mo is a better chance at a world medal here. And so then the next year in 2007, the best two out of three came back. Got it. Yeah. I mean, two out yeah. of three just makes sense to me. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially like with freestyle and you get a leg lace or, you know, or pin someone, obviously. Yes. Right. No man sent me a fun little nugget. He said, since the bye was introduced in men's freestyle, the only returning medalist to lose at world team trials or final X was Cologne last year. And he really wasn't wow. even the guy who won the spot in 2018. Remember, Nation got hurt. Wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's big, was, it's I, I don't know if that's true. Well, Nomad doesn't lie. Christian, Gil- so Gilman, I mean, I'm just thinking, <laughs> Gil- Gilman had to go through. Wasn't Tony Ramos was definitely sitting out. The Gilman the tr- wasn't a Ramos returning medalist. medalist. Oh, ret- medal. oh no. returning medalist. Okay, well, yeah, but... Yes. Yeah, they're world medalists, so that's why they're. Yeah, well, they're you can losing. make that argument, but we can't. We can't have. <laughs> they're not a losing because they're they're here, world Christian. level well, medalists. Well, you can't have a double blind study, so you can't say this for sure. You can't say whether it's correlation or causation. Okay, well, here let me break it down for you like this. I would bet that if you look at the U.S. Open sitter outers that had the bye to the sitter finals, outers. that is a <laughs> that is a technical term. It is not made up just now. Versus the world medalist sitter outers, okay? I bet the U.S. Open sitter outers have a... Well, duh, Okay, well, duh, because they're not as good as the world medalist. So, obviously, it's not the... But that's not saying it's not an advantage. No, I'm not saying saying it's not an advantage. I'm not saying it's not an advantage. So, what if the world world medalist sitter outers went... Say there's a hundred of hundred of the matches. They went seventy and thirty, right? And mm-hmm. then in the second scenario, they actually they sit out the tournament and they go seventy seven and twenty three, right? And yeah. you're like, okay, well, you know, they won a whole bunch in both scenarios, but that ten percent difference, the extra seven wins, um, you know, that that should be accounted for, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it doesn't make a difference, but, um, you know, you can't just attribute the sit out. So what happens when you when you say only one world medalist 
has lost the spot after sitting out, it makes it sound like, wow, this advantage is, is way too much. Instead, I think the conclusion is, okay, they're world medalists and they're better than their competition. But I think the first thing that is attributed to the victory is the fact that they got to sit out. And I don't think that I don't think that's right. And I think the better way to look at it is more holistically, which would include mm-hmm. guys that have the same position of sitting out, but they earned it through by winning or placing at an easier tournament to win or place at, which is the U.S. Open, right? It's a lot easier to win yeah. the U.S. Open than to medal or win the World Championships. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that is my no, point. No, 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 no disagreement there. You and I, we are simpatico. And yeah, Oscar and I. I agree. So, Bad Blood, it's up. It will remain up. We hope you watch it. A lot of you did. A whole lot of U.S. You. Open sitter really? outers is approximately two-thirds, one percentage. So two-thirds. So 66% so, of the... U.S. Open sitter hours. And Thank the you, other no the other one said was was minus one, but was it nine out of ten, or was it nineteen out of twenty, or what? What was that number? I mean, I, I would guess if I had to guess, it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty. Yeah, I would say that's probably right. Yeah, maybe Nomad has an exact number. Yeah. He'll hit us with. Okay. Nomad's got it. Um, okay. Kyle Mackey's going Tell back to West Virginia for a couple weeks soon, so we're gonna have oh. a we're gonna have a guest spot. Maybe it'll be. I am. Maybe we'll get get the old Nomad. Yeah, Nomad, Bay, fun. Bray, whoever. James E's here for the summer. Wow, maybe, uh, I do want to have James E on at some point. He is my personal hero. Are, okay, no one knows who he um, is uh, yet. No one knows who he is, but he is the man. Hey, uh, uh, tell me about this Penn State thing. I, I want to hear about it. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, you guys know my, my my life goal is to uh, you know be embedded in Penn State and get to interview Kale as long as I want to interview him for. That is now my new life goal. Dare to dream. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shoot, dream. shoot for the moon, Ben. Uh, yeah. So, Damn straight, is who else has got to do that, Christian? Nah, nobody. No, nobody. That's a nobody. Uh, so the Penn State film dropping next week, next Wednesday, June seventeenth. Uh, so we released the trailer for that. Actually, we have it. Why don't we? Why don't we play that, Tyler? And then, uh, then we can discuss. Go ahead. 2011, I was at the NCAA tournament as a fan, going, oh boy, we're watching history for sure. David Taylor, your national champion. Kale Sanderson has won eight NCAA championships in a nine-year window. Since Kale's been to Penn State, it's been lights out. It's been a dynasty. He's produced wrestler after wrestler who live up to or exceed expectations time and time again. Nickel with the championship for him. Kale is extremely secretive. It's somewhat shrouded in mystery. It's like, how are these guys so incredibly good? People are attracted to the fact that he's doing things differently and that it works. I think he is maniacally competitive. The only standard is number one and doing it the right way. It's an era that won't be soon forgotten in college wrestling. It's episode oh, one is is done, um, pretty much. How, how many episodes are there? It's like it's like a TV series or what? <laughs> yes, it's like Family Matters. No, there's like there's three episodes. <laughs> what do you call something that's a series that's not on the television? Yeah, I don't know. It, what do you yeah. call it? Is it a series? A series? Internet series? I, no, it's a series. Yeah. Well, it's okay. funny you call you it a call TV it a series, or is, is there a first word for that that I should be using? Uh documentary. No, I don't know. Series. Docu series. Docu series. That sounds way too something fancy. Three episode film. Three episode <laughs> film. Uh, that, okay, that works. I'm in, man. And 
I haven't seen the second and third episodes, but episode one, just the, how it all comes together. I, I think for a lot of fans, many people, you know, have come into wrestling fandom in the last 10 years, right? That don't know what was going on at Iowa State and what kind of precipitated the move and how Kale made it from Iowa State to Penn State and just how interesting that was and kind of the way we viewed Penn State before Kale got there and then kind of what it meant when he left, just like, boom, up, he's gone, he's at Penn State. And how the 2011 season sort of transpired, right? You've got Bubba leaves, and they lose to Iowa in the duel. They tie Cornell at the Southern Scuffle. They win Big Tens by one point, and they had three bonus point wins on the very last session of Big Tens that year, including Mm -hmm. it was a Cam Wade major that won them Big Tens. Like, it was James Volrath got a pin, I think. Cameron Wade, unsung hero, baby. Yeah, for for (laughs) Big Tens, that's especially true. James Volrath. Um, may, may he rest in peace. He won. He had a bonus point win to help propel them. And Brad Pataki, that last round, they went nine for nine at big in the last session of Big Tens to win it. Right, so they're just like right there to lose, right there to lose to Cornell. Yeah. And then they come into uh, 2011, and they don't exactly have their best showing. It wasn't like the most um, lights out performance for Penn State. You know, Andrew Alton didn't place. He lost to. Um, Kemmerer, uh, I think it was mm-hmm. Zach Kemmerer of, of Penn, someone he had beaten twice. You know, Pataki doesn't place, and and David loses, and Ed loses to Muchastegi, and um, something else happened. And but they figure out a way. So there's and there's a lot of storylines um, intertwined within that that whole mm-hmm. that whole story. So it's, I think it'll be informational. I think it's it's very dramatic. It's very. Um, Interesting. I think you guys are, are really going to like it. And, um, yeah, I'm really happy with, with how it came out. Um, Man, don't you wish we could get Kale Secrets, though? <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, I, I think I have good guesses on what they're doing and why it's different. And now I have insights to other college programs, and I can see why what they're doing is different, Why they get, I think why they get the results. But, obviously, I, don't, I only have my guesses. I don't know for real. Um, so man, it would, it would be so fascinating for me because I, I love knowing how things work. I want to know how greatness happens and Kale, you're, you're pissing me off because I want to know how it really happens and you're keeping a secret from me. Well, I, I think, um, I think he sees real value in that, you know, yeah, for, he does. for his, he, and you know, something Kale often says is like, my job is to win at Penn state and I'm going to do that to the best of my ability. So he makes his decisions around that. Right. And mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. not around, you know sharing of knowledge you know he's yeah that's, that's not his goal uh unfortunately for for especially ben because it seems to bother you more than anyone else in america it bothers me so much because i want to know i mean guys there's no doubt i mean people listen and i and you know i've made this argument nitty line wrestling club having a nearly an unlimited budget obviously obviously is helpful christian right but he has also put five my, I think the number's right. Five guys on just a totally different planet. I mean, whereas if they were, if if you eliminate the other four of them, they're kind of the best wrestler of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And he's done it five times. You know, it's like what what the heck? How does he just do it over and over? Let's see. So Zane, Ed, David, uh, Bo, Nolf. Did I miss anyone? Those yeah, five. I mean, 
And the crazy thing about it is you're not including, and I think rightfully not including Mark Hall and Chinzo, who are well, who are yeah four, four-time finalists, multiple. You know, Chinzo's a multiple NCAA champion. Hall would have had yeah. the opportunity to be a two-time NCAA champion and and four-time finalist. Mm-hmm. Like those, yeah. and those are they are not on the list. It's like because they never got to the next level. Those those other guys, the five that I mentioned, were like next level. Like they were just like far superior. And Nolf came back to Planet Earth a little bit of senior year, and I'm not really sure why, but the other ones didn't at all. I mean, Nolf coming back to Planet Earth was like <laughs> still undefeated. Well, not just undefeated; he was he was incredibly dominant. Uh, well, he had the close match with Heidly. Uh, I know, but that's like had, one uh, of how many matches? Seventy-seven percent bonus rate. Seventy-seven. <laughs> But no, that, no I was but those, oh, sorry. Eighty three. Like, yeah, eighty three percent bonus rate. Okay, so maybe he didn't even come back to Earth. Maybe I lied. His junior right? year, his he had a seventy seven percent. But that rate. was the year he got hurt. So yeah. that that well, I mean, before he was hurt, that his junior is probably like ninety ish. If you if you don't count the injured matches, because I don't think he had almost any bonus at NCAAs, right? His senior year, he teched Michael Jordan no, in no, the no, semis. No. No, his junior year. Because junior yeah. year NCAs was more where he was hurt the whole time. Junior year NCAs, he teched Michael Jordan in the semis. Oh, really? Yes. Being hurt, and he was hurt that bad? Yeah. He wasn't L- hurt. Listen to his NCAA champ. He pinned Ben Anderson in 43 seconds. He tech followed John Van Brill. Oh, shoot. Wrong year. Dang it. Fine. Yeah, wrong year. Hold on. He still tech. He teched Jun- Colin Heffernan and he teched Michael Jordan. Yeah, he had okay. a 6 1 over Kimmer. Yeah. Um, Six one over Andrew Crone, six two over Highly in the finals. Yeah. So that I mean that, that accounts for probably the majority of his decisions that year was in that one tournament. Uh that is he went fall, 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 tech, fall, 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 fall. <laughs> medical forfeit. Uh Okay, fall, so that was when he got hurt, right? There, decision right? Pantelio, that was a weird match. Fall, 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 major. Match. Um, fall major kids. tech decision decision tech decision. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, That's and, ridiculous. And, and so mo- were all of those decisions after he got hurt? It feels like it. All but Pentelio. Oh, Pentelio. Yeah, everyone. But he had Pantelio. one decision. Mm-hmm. That match was weird yeah. too. Remember, he was kind of like it was, he what? was very much on the ropes to lose that match, and then yeah, Pentelio went down. Wild. He wrote him out. Pantelio went down, and yeah. Jason Nolf said that was Pen- not. Pantelio always wrestled Jason Nolf really well for, for whatever reason. It's just style matchup, right? Yes. Because um, yeah, he gave him a really competitive match his senior year also, I think. Uh, 7-1, 9-2. No, he, it wasn't that competitive. Really? Yeah. So was the, uh, was the 6-4 match... That was there was the one duel where Michigan's uh, good, guy, you know, better guys all wrestled Penn State guys really tough. Like, that was um, that was that year at Michigan. That was that year. So when it, Amin wrestled Mark Hall really tough, um, I think it was what Abinator versus Nickel. I think that yeah, was that was controversial really too. I can't remember exactly why, yeah. but I remember we were like, "Whoa, this could have gone a little differently." Yeah, I was like a six five or six four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, yeah, I'm, that, I'm that's that's Nolf coming back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very good. So yeah, we're excited for that. We think you guys are are really going to like it. Um, yeah, three parts. Let's go next Wednesday. Please watch. 
Okay. I wanted to discuss. Do you have anything anywhere you you're just dying to go right now? Me? No, I I, I think I know where you're going next. I, I'm the, from the dock, and I, I'm I'm gonna click through it real quick, uh, yep. and so I, I know what his points are. Yeah. So our man Sam Herring uh, wrote an article. Our boy. Six, our boy, because he's, he's not yet a man. All right, he's 13. <laughs> he's hey, he is more mature than most men, including probably the men on this uh, show. If we're to be if we're well, to be honest, are you? Are you Christian, we're going to have issues you keep this up. Well, I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm referring to myself. Oh, uh, they're talking about me. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. you, but definitely me. Probably Bracky. Yeah. He's not getting, listen, Sam Herring isn't getting up and, and chugging a monster. I'm sorry. Maybe he should be. <laughs> maybe he should be. That's... I'm going to write Sam an article, Six Ways to Become a Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> my, my response to Sam Herring's column. So I think this is really, I mean, uh, I want my kid to love wrestling a lot. So I think about this frequently and I think he hits on some really great points. So I'll go over his, um, I won't go over like, I won't read the article, but I'll give you his points are one, introduce them to your favorite part. Like, what do you love about the sport? Number two, don't let competition take control of their motivation. Three, have them develop a favorite team or favorite wrestlers. I've done that one with young Caleb. That's for sure. Take them to events if at all possible. If not, watch online. Great advice. Understand it's not always flowers and rainbows. Love that. This is the real world. And find a balance in winning and losing. Um, ben, just, just your thoughts, because I know this is something you think about a ton as you try to develop yeah. your youth wrestlers, especially at Askren right. Wrestling Academy. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I think all, all these things are pretty good, man. We are, and we're, we're still growing by leaps and bounds. We're having, we're having our biggest, well, this is technically like a spring to me because we had to take 12 weeks off. Uh, our biggest spring ever with the rooms are freaking packed. Um, yeah. So I, I think a huge one is, and, and you know what? It, it's, it's good. It's kind of weird if it doesn't come naturally, but just being a fan of the sport, I think that carries over a lot. And just the fact that I'm a fan of the sport and I talk about it um, naturally kind of leads them to being fans of the sport. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. if you weren't really wanting you're just trying to force that because you saw it to be beneficial, that would come off as kind of disingenuous. And, you know, I think kids would feel that. But if you're actually like you actually really like wrestling and you want to be a fan of it, I think that makes it really, really easy. I think that's a huge one. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, the, the, obviously, I've talked a lot about the not caring too much about winning or losing. Uh, especially, I mean, we don't really even encourage competition from from a really young young age. Um, well, when they're older, and then the other thing, I, I actually, we, I think we talked about it yesterday. I don't even remember, or maybe two days ago, we talked about how the how I think it's really important for parents to back off as a kid hits that you know 11, 12, 13, uh, 14 years old, where they're kind of taking more control of their own life. I think that's a huge one. And I think that's kind of uh, in there. Um, so, what, yeah. what do you, what do you think about, um, you know, understand not always flowers, the, like the, the hard work, the difficulty, the loss component yes. of, of, re of wrestling that is just kind of unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, no, that, that's so awesome. I mean, I know and this is just like me. Um, I don't know if you call this brainwashing of my own children, but when I, when I came out of retirement last year, I would always, and I wouldn't say you need to come watch this, but I would have my kids be in the room when I was doing my strength and conditioning because that was I was most my most miserable workout, and I wanted them to 
I wanted them to, even if they couldn't fully comprehend what was going on, to understand the struggle also, right? To, yeah. That goes along with it. And that's something um, a lot of people, this is across the board, sports, life, whatever, they, they see the final product and they forget about the struggle. And this is, you know, I, I read business books and I think, I think the fun, the, the, when the fun part is the struggle. And then when they, when they have billions of dollars, they're like, Oh, I have billions of dollars. I give to this charity and this charity. I'm like, ah, this book sucks. I'm done. <laughs> right. The fun, the fun part is the struggle where they're going through the grind and they're almost bankrupt and they're losing their mind and they got to come up with some kind of something crazy. Like that's the fun part, the struggle. But most people, they see the final product and they think, Oh my God, this guy's so talented. And they didn't see all the struggle they went through to develop those skills. And so, you know, I tried to even just force my own kids to watch my struggles, um, you know, so, so they realized that that was there too. It wasn't just, oh, you get a, you know, you get to walk out under the bright lights in front of 20,000 people and get a fat paycheck. You, you got to see everything else too. Right, right. I like you're saying mm -hmm. embrace the grind, Ben. Well, that, that was a great saying. Uh, it you is. Know, Mike DeSalvo Mike DeSalvo did some great things. I believe he has that trademark, so you might be getting sued now. Um, <laughs> he doesn't own the words. Uh, I think he does. I think he does. So you, you literally say, can't say them? You owe him twenty five cents every time uh, you say them. Dang. I, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the in, ins and outs of trademark law. But I mean, like Nike had ju just do it was trademarked by Nike, for example. Well, so um, you're getting sued by by Nike now, Phil Knight. You got Phil Knight coming after you. I've wow. got. I got. Yeah. Well, I would have to imagine that you could. You could, as long as you attribute it to them, that you can talk about it. Okay. But if you start using, I hereby it, well, attribute you know, and embrace the grind to Cage Fighter, which I don't know if it exists anymore. Um, it doesn't exist, but he, he but he still owns the. I'm, I'm, I would be 100 percent sure he still owns the trademark. Oh yeah, for sure. Guarantee it. Um. Uh, Bruce Buffer owns. Um, it's time. Uh, where's Bruce? Let's Buffer get ready to rumble. Let's get ready. Uh, to that's rumble. Michael Buffer. Mike Michael Buffer owns Let's Get Ready to Rumble. Bo yeah, Bruce Buffer owns It's Time, and then he owns another phrase also, which I, I can't remember. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the um, I don't know what the you know the ability. So now you got the Buffer brothers coming the, after you because you said those words. So that's a, you got you obviously have to be able to say them. Maybe it's to make money, but we you know this is technically a show run by a business. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We should. We, we should are going to get so sued. We get sued by like six different people. Dang Can it! Someone help us out with trademark law. This yes, is our, Mike Desava did trademark. This is definitely our worst show Brian. ever in terms of getting sued a lot. <laughs> but a lot of these people wouldn't sue you, but one of them is very litigious. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess. I guess yeah. it could happen. Honestly, the fact that we haven't been sued by Carol Baskins. Yeah. As much crap as we've talked about her. Yeah, I actually was when I, when I put out some tweets on Carol Baskins. I was like, "Oh shit, she's she, she's really litigious." I might be getting an email or two because sometimes I forget that I have a very large following, Christian. Sometimes I'm just like, "Hey, I'm just some dude at my house. I just want to harass people like every, every other Jabroni <laughs> on Twitter." You know, and you forfeited like, oh, those rights. Three hundred twenty thousand followers. I this will probably be seen by whoever I'm tweeting about. I'm yes. Like, Dang it. Now, Carol, Carol Baskins is definitely going to sue me. Is it going to help or hurt that you are a Missouri Tiger in this scenario? Ooh, that, would, that would probably that would probably help since I have some Tiger clothing. She'd probably appreciate that fact, you know. But then sometimes I'd say, "Listen," but then the publicity of getting sued by Carol Baskins will probably be worth whatever the lawsuit costs because it would probably be for frivolous. Well, I don't know if it would negate the cost of you ending up in a cistern because that would be 
a lot worse. <laughs> getting sued. She'd never catch me. There's no ben, tigers on my property at this ben point Askren, in time. So ben Askren's way too fast. He'll never be caught. So, yeah, I encourage you to check that out. Um, what were I we think, talking about? Embrace the grind, getting sued. Where do we start that? We started that with oh, how to get our kids Sam to Harry love Harry wrestling. Harry. So Sam the number Harry. one way to get your kids to love wrestling is to not let them get sued by Carol Baskin or Mike DeSantis. Listen, unlike Kale Sanderson, who I, who, I'm, who I get really mad at, I'm going to tell my secrets, AWA secrets, to the whole world. But people, people don't want to listen because they don't think we have the secret yet, Christian. You ready for the secret? Yes. It's really, really, really easy. Get them to want to come back day after day after day. And if you can get them to want to come back day after day after day, listen, they're going to be really good. You don't got to grind them. All these coaches want to grind them, and then they make them quit. A few of them get really good, but a lot of them quit. If so they just the keep grind. showing up. If you just keep making it, well, when they get old enough, once they have a lot of um, uh, time in, then maybe there's there's a little more bond to the sport, and you can yeah. do that. But for a while, for for and we're not for a while. I'm not talking about like a week or a month. I'm talking about years. I'm just trying to get them to come back because if they come back over and over and over and over and over again, they're going to get good and they're going to like it and they're gonna they're gonna get that bond with the sport. And so literally, literally, I think people ask me what my biggest secret is. That's it. I, I try to get kids to enjoy it so they keep coming back. And that's turned out pretty well. Well, I mean, I, I think you've got to have one of the top, what, five to ten best, most successful wrestling clubs in America, right? Would that be true? I, I would say we're – well, so I, I, th I think we're the oh, – I don't know anyone else who has five academies in five separate locations. That's – I don't think that's ever been done. So we're the first one to do that. Um, as far as from a competitive standpoint, I think this is going to be our best offseason. I would still say, you know, a club like Young Guns. I think there's a few better than us for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I would say probably minimum top ten by any metric. Yeah, yeah. So pretty – it's not like you, you haven't had, had a, a level of pretty high success. Well, uh, we're still not at young guns levels. So, you know, there's there's that, right? There's people who push back on that, which but I, I think Jody and I and Jody and John, uh, this is Strip Mountain Brothers, but I think we have a lot in common on the way we think about the sport of wrestling, right? Yeah. So I don't think there's a huge amount of disagreements uh, in the way we train. And, you know, there's other people in like Pinnacle. It's probably still better yeah, than us. Amazing. Uh, you know, there's, there's a handful of really, really good clubs out there. Um, but we're coming. I tell them all the time. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot, Christian. Can I shoot my <laughs> shot? Come on, baby. Load up. Well, I was just thinking about this last night because, you know, we're, I, I'm annoyed that we don't have any competition this summer. Um, Flo should do somewhere. I was thinking Iowa would be the most centrally located place. Some type of uh, club duels in the fall. Us, Pinnacle, Seabolt, maybe Izzy style, maybe young, uh, Kansas City guns. Club. Saying well, we would have to get them to come a long ways, but yes, that would be fantastic. Okay, um, got it. Right? Maybe eight, maybe eight clubs. What do you guys think? Two pools of four, little round robin action, one versus one. The end. Dude, set it up. We'll Let's be there. It. You think we won't be there? Really? Come okay. on. Yeah, set it up. We'll stream that. All right. Yeah. We'll send All Kyle. Right. Maybe can we get like Izzy style? Izzy, yeah. Yeah, Izzy um, style. Izzy, Izzy style's there. So that's 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 eight pinnacle sea bolt, uh, us. Izzy, that's four. A Kansas City one, who, uh, you know, um, maybe Victory. Uh, is that their best club? Maybe uh, the Nebraska club. Who, who's that? That's uh, MWC. They're really good. And then uh, Dominguez. Maybe Dominguez. Yep. St. Louis. My buddy Marcus has an academy, but there's some really good kids. St. Louis is kind of 
uh, split up between a bunch of different clubs. But that's like, how many was that? Six, seven? Yeah, plenty. Yeah, yeah, plenty. Make it happen. So if we get eight, eight teams, that would be that would be fantastic. Young guns can do I it. miss wrestling. I miss wrestling matches, Christian. I don't know if you miss wrestling matches. I oh miss wrestling gosh. matches a lot. I miss it a whole, whole lot. It's been really rough. Um, but hopefully, we won't have to wait much longer. Hmm. That's all I'll say about okay. that. Uh, yes, so Askin Wrestling Academy on the way up. Good stuff there. I think yes. I think it's a good time for um, you know let's let's get a little dark with it. Let's have <laughs> Alien Hour with Kyle Brackett. Oh, I thought you were doing another commercial read. No, <laughs> <laughs> embrace the darkness. We nailed those. Uh, nailed that yesterday. Yeah, uh, we so, did way better than the flow grappling. Oh my did. god, that was hilarious. Their read was terrible. They didn't even tell you where to buy <laughs> like, the CBD. I kind of want to do a read like theirs because it was I, so funny. It was really funny. It was really funny. They're gonna get in trouble though. Yeah, our activities. So, um, uh, we moved as Christian mentioned yesterday. We moved uh, to a house. We were in an apartment. Moved to a house, and as we were just kind of cleaning things up and getting things Uh-oh. out of the boxes and everything on like the top shelf of the pantry. Came across stack of tarot cards. It's not good. You should move. All right. So yeah, immediately Olivia was very freaked out. I was I was curious. I was just hmm, hmm. wonder what's going on with these. And I was like looking at them and looking up uh, like what they mean. And so I did I did a little deep dive on uh, <laughs> how these things got started. Well, you brought them to work the other day. That's when. It all started. Yeah, I've brought them to work every day of the week uh, just because they've just been in my backpack waiting for Thursday. Um, so there really, there really isn't this dark background that I figured we would have with these. They honestly literally started out as playing cards in like the 1500s, and you can still use them to legit play card games. Um, legit so- card games or, or Satan card games? No, yeah. legit, legit card games. But then, so like- that was like 14, 1500s. Um, but then around in the 1700s, there was this dude. He was like, "There's something more to these cards. This is this is not good. These mm-hmm. these have some kind of divine connection um, with Satan. Yeah, some kind of bigger bigger connection here." So he started trying to figure it out, and then people just started trying to use these cards to predict your future. Um, and mm. so that's not what they were vetted for. No, they're invented as legit playing cards. Oh, okay. okay. But now they have this uh, almost uh, paranormal like connection to yes. them, and uh, I know a lot of people think they're bad juju. Bad juju. And there, there was a death card. <laughs> there. <laughs> there was a what? Good. There's a death card. I- oh, ooh, that's not good. Stop flashing that a pile. <laughs> Yeah, don't 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 do that. I wanted to just like draw a card for you guys, but I don't think Christian's gonna go for it. Colin don't, Colin don't Moore says, I, "Here's what Colin Moore said. He DM'd me after I posted your devil cards on Instagram. Uh-huh. He's like, I watched the show Supernatural three times through, and he's definitely gonna want to burn those. So I got to burn them. I'd I'd light them on fire. Okay. That's Colin Moore. I think burning them. Yeah, I think Colin Moore's recommendation. Best, yeah. I trust him. I was yeah. just gonna throw them away. No, because no, then someone else will find burn. them. Your, yes. The previous owners. Now, have you noticed any sort of, um, I don't know, suspicious creaks in your new home? No, nothing weird like that. Um, but yesterday, so yesterday, uh, we a year ago we moved. Our apartment complex was uh, updating the the models 
And so we moved from older one to a new one. And in the new models, they already had washer dryer that were nicer than ours. So we put ours in storage for a year, knew, knowing we were going to get into a house. And so as we're moving in this house, we go to the storage unit, get the washer dryer, put it in the new place. Go to run it for the first time yesterday. And Uh-oh. like 10 Bl- minutes blood. later, 10 minutes later, no, there was just water everywhere. And apparently oh. at some point in the move, I mean, this was a pretty, they're pretty old, the washer and dryer, like some kind of leak or a hole got in the bottom. So maybe that's just oh, like a bad omen. There, but there's been nothing like suspicious in terms of like sounds or anything like that. Forgot my wallet at home today. That dude, you are so cursed right now. Yeah, I think it might be a little. <laughs> like it's just like these are like the warning shots, maybe. Yeah, the, you have. I don't know what your dryer's gonna do, but I'm just saying, remove all the lint. All right. Am I dancing with the devil right now, having these? Yeah, you're just shuffling through. You're looking at <laughs> you're looking the death card right in the eyes. There's uh, well, there's like queens. There's the fool, which is like the Joker card. Uh, swords. I got an ace. I got more swords. Yeah, this is like Ouija wands. boards. You don't want to mess with this stuff. No, Ouija boards, those those are portals to hell. Those <laughs> can open those can open portals that you can't close. Remember, if you guys remember the Demon House, maybe the f- most famous is that in Indiana? Yeah, the, maybe the most famous uh alien hour. Uh there was a portal there in the basement and that's what the oh Ouija board opened it. I don't remember this one. It was a bad. It was, in the basement? it was some years ago. It was probably over a year ago now. Yeah, it uh the Demon House outside Gary, Indiana. Whoa. I had a legit police report and everything from it. Like didn't the police like stop going there? Oh like, yeah. Stuff, stuff yeah, absolutely. Like but the <laughs> multiple police wow. officers like these the kids that were living there like became possessed and multiple police officers uh literally put in their report that they watched this kid walk up a wall. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's some oh straight god. exorcism yes. stuff. It that, walked up the wall and then like flipped back over everyone and landed in the because they they were in the hospital because we know it wasn't Jackie was Chan happening. though it wasn't Jackie Chan because he could do that no kind of it stuff. wasn't Jackie Chan crap can can't confirm one Jackie they literally destroyed the house the guy uh yeah they bulldozed it right yeah Zach the guy from Ghost Adventures uh, bought it because he'd heard about it all this stuff he bought it so he could destroy it well, no he bought it because he wanted to check it out and then he like stayed in it and he developed this oh weird this weird eye condition what. Dude, every people, all the people that have been in that house for like longer than just like going in and checking out and then leaving in a few minutes have had bad stuff happen to them. Do that you believe in, in the supernatural bad. like that, Ben? No. Ghosts? Yes, I, I do. You don't believe in portals? I can't say I do. I mean, I'll listen. These cards. Uh, well, I am not. I am not saying it's totally impossible. I'm saying I don't. I think it's unlikely. I do not believe in it. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is your recommendation for? And what I've never seen any do? evidence of it. Have you ever? Have you ever seen any evidence of it? Piles, ghosts, anything like that? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I've, I've, all I have is a you know lot of has? credible, credible witness, people I find credible and not liars to be, um, mm-hmm. to be believable, right? So yeah, I haven't really, really experienced anything either, but no. I tend to believe. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I guess okay. I can't be your. Oh, spot. breaking Sorry. news from Weston Piles. He says, "Dude, there is a Demon House doc on Amazon. It is unbelievable." Have you watched it? Well, I don't know. Is, I don't know if that's the same one that was on YouTube. It might be. Um, it, the Zach Baggins guy produced it, and it's all about his experiences with the with the house and like staying in it for twenty four hours and everything. Oh my 
gosh. So I wonder if that's the same thing. I watched it on YouTube, but I'm sure it's on Amazon or something too. Christian, how much money would we have to pay you to stay in that for 24 hours? (sighs) It's up there. I don't know. How much? Come on. 10 10 Gs? 10,000? Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, go see if we can get the budget (laughs) budget from your departments. Ben wants to see me possessed. I bet we could get a budget ten thousand dollars to put Christian in a demon house. Oh, we could do a GoFundMe for sure. The problem is the one, the good one, the good <laughs> no demon money. house. They destroyed you know, it. You, uh, just go to your go so go to your office and go to the marketing department. People, <laughs> listen. There's plenty of people that would love to see Christian Biles be tortured. <laughs> <laughs> no denying that. All right, Mark Flo, sit down. I got an idea for you. All right, Mark, hear me out, buddy. <laughs> That's only crazy. like fifty sub. You're getting that for sure. <laughs> All right, well, you know, maybe worth it. Um, I'll bite the bullet. <laughs> I'll get possessed it's only for four hours. Yeah, only twenty four hours. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's a no for me, dog. Okay. So yeah, I, I just kind of uh, want to know what, what do we? What... So I got to burn these, I guess. Incinerate them. Yes. Right. Burn them. Yeah. Bader had a fine. Bader had a nice fire this last weekend. I don't know if you, he invited you. Give guys him the Bader. Maybe you go over there and burn them. Yeah, he'll light it on fire. Um, fine. Please. Hey, so if you don't follow um, at Sikkim underscore D on Twitter, you're playing yourself because this dude is like the most connected person to Russian wrestling. And Who is he? Wrestling. I don't know. His his name no is just Ivan underscore F- FS Freestyle wrestling. But this dude is like as connected as anyone. Like he gets everything right every single time. So he tweeted uh, – the technical committee of UWW on June 8th, the matter of scheduling a senior world championships in 2020. Mamishvili agrees he wants it. Uh, the Iranian leader voted against the world championships in 2020. And it says Rich Bender voted against it in 2020. And he says no? Why? Question mark. I don't can know we, why. Can we get some explanation? Uh, can we get some more information on this? But, yeah. This is, or, I literally this saw private. it this morning. private and Sikkim is, is leaking information. He gets all the scoops. He knows everything about the Russian doping stuff. He okay. was three months ahead of it every single time. I would just really? deal with him. He would tell me what was going to happen every single time. He'd be right. Wow. He would know about. He would know about when doping uh, announcements were going to be made. He would. He he is. He knows his stuff. Uh, so when are they supposed to decide on the, all the other age group world championships, Christian? That I don't know. I thought it was June 8th also. Very, very soon. I'm sure they discussed it in June 8th. I didn't hear that. But my understanding was I didn't even think UWW was entertaining the idea of uh, a senior world championships uh, in 2020. It feels like they should. Otherwise, there's going to be a whole missed year, which is going to be super weird. It is going to be super weird. It is super weird. But I think that's what's going yeah. to happen. I mean, I would love it. I, I hope that it would happen. But I think logistically... It's not happening, but it's interesting that that Mamish really wanted it, mm-hmm. um, but it's I don't think it's going to happen, and I I'm actually just surprised to read it. But I figured you guys would be interested to hear that because, um, you know, yeah, it's something that's been asked about a lot. Like, is this going to happen? Um, he also tweeted this amazing video of um, Gusenov, the former Russian wrestling coach. Just like dressing down this group of of Russian, uh, look like high school age kids for like not working hard. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's a really cool video. I don't know. I think Tyler's pulling it up. We don't but speak it's in Russian. Russian. 
it's in Russian, okay. but he's like, that's an issue, just, unfortunately. It's all these wrestlers standing around. He's like, you're not trying to do nothing. It's like, you need to take up wrestling five to nine hours a day. How do you want to be great men? Tell me how. No way. If there's no desire. You should get out of here. Just, uh, you don't have to come here anymore. You don't have to come. You have to come here with plans to be first, to be a champion, to be great, to be strongest in the world. You have to have a work plan for morning, for noon, and for evening. I love it. This guy's great. Um, so if you think those the Russians don't have that that fire and that hunger <laughs> to be number one, this is this is the man in charge, and he's he uh, he's, he's laying down the law. Up. Yeah, he's a super fired up guy. Anyways, follow follow uh, Sikkim underscore D. You won't you will not see hey, regret did it. Did we ever um, did we ever hear anything about Sedulayev's condition? Yeah, uh, I was riding a horse the other day. I, yeah, he's on he's on horseback, and apparently it did not disrupt his training at all. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I figured a guy as strong as that ain't gonna feel nothing. No problem, Bubba. Yeah, well, didn't you theorize that he just was saying it because? Um, yeah. The, no, you theorized that. Did I? <laughs> I thought you. No, that was I you. That was you. We talked. <laughs> don't, don't try to uh, pin it on me. I'm pretty sure you said it first, and then I don't know. Maybe not. Um, wow. Maybe did. Hey, did you see what Bill Bartlett tweeted on um, on June 2nd? Hold on, you're not falling for the the bit, are you? I think you are. Is that a gimmick? That's a lie. Yeah, it's a gimmick about the okay. the Team USA thing. Yeah, so I mean, click on the thread. Yeah, you got to click it's on a, the it's thread. A fake account. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't go that far. Yeah. Um, hey, the other thing is, my man John Kozak. He he, you know, he's trying to make up for his poor rate. Poor rate. Your man. Earlier. Oh wow, my how the <laughs> tables have turned. You okay. tried to get this okay. guy off the. Yeah, you should apologize right. to him. Well, you know, he, he's gonna he's gonna make good. He said he's going to do a wrestle stat type of thing for international wrestling, which, good God, that would make following international wrestling easy because following international wrestling is not easy. It is, it is a challenge finding brackets, finding results, keeping, you know, especially when the names aren't familiar, keeping people in order. And so having a wrestle stat type of thing for uh, international wrestling would be, oh my gosh, that'd be so awesome. Yes. Here's hoping John does that. Um, yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah. International Maybe wrestling so awesome. sorely needs. All right, we ready to get, talk 197? Uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, well, don't get too excited, buddy. Oh, they just <laughs> you know what they just started yesterday from Ivan. Yeah, uh, June 14th they started. Oh, that's not. Uh, we're not on June 14th yet. They're starting a national team camp in Russia for Russian wrestling. Yeah. Mm. Man, I'd like to go there. I thought that. I, yeah, I thought Corona was still really bad there. Well, that doesn't. I don't <laughs> think they care. <laughs> they, the the Russians aren't always known for the most measured of decisions. <laughs> they're, they're an extreme folk. All right. Uh, so, 197 pounds. We can make this weight a lot tougher by just saying Miles Amin is going to go there, and maybe he will. But the current top 10 are as follows. Number one, West Virginia's Noah Adams. Yes, sir. From Coal City, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Coal City, West Virginia. That's a very West Virginia-sounding town. <laughs> it is. Our cities go. Ben Darmstadt, the GOAT, is ranked number two. J-I-L-O, shout out UVA, number three. Eric Schultz, Nebraska. Jacob Warner, Iowa. Lucas Davison, he really made quite a climb from the start of his season all the way into mm-hmm. the top six. Patrick Brucky, Cordell Norfleet, Greg Bolsek, Tanner Sloan, 
round out the top ten. Um, thoughts thoughts on this weight at a glance, Ben? Um, yeah, uh, we talked about. I mean, we talked about glance at it yesterday, and it's a little deeper than than what we kind of were all thinking it was going to be. Um, hey, and I want to comment on the Miles Amin thing. I thought about it. He's redshirting next year. Save him for 2022 Detroit. So we'll just call we'll just call that because you know yesterday I said you know what he skipped 184 he went up to 187. Now today I'm saying no 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 he's skipping next season so he will not be in this weight class. Double dang okay there it yeah. is. So this weight class is better than I thought. I th- I think it's it's kind of fun. You know Noah Adams obviously had a great year but we didn't get to see him versus a lot of the guys on on the top of this list so that that should be interesting um, to see how all these matches turn out. So. Yeah, I, I think there's there could be a lot of movement in this weight class. Um, really, all the way down to say you know like a 15. Like I can see Chase Singletary doing really well in this weight class. Yeah, he's an interesting one as he's been at heavyweight throughout his career so far. He was hurt last year. Now he's back or not back down for the first time coming down to 197. And yeah, I'm I'm curious how he fits right because he's a pretty solid heavyweight. I thought he's really tall and. He- didn't he make the U23 world team at 211 or whatever the weight class was? Yes. Yeah. So he's pretty so pretty freaking good. He, yeah, he's a definite. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at him and then you look at the top five, like Aiello, Schultz, Warner. He's going to be in those matches, in my yeah. opinion. He's tough to score on. He's good on top. I think he can, mm-hmm. he can make a run. He's, a, he's as much a contender as a lot of these guys. Yeah. Uh, with no miles, I mean, let's look at anyone coming off redshirt that could make an impact. Obviously, Singletary. No, not really. Singletary is the big one. His beard, and then and then Cardenas is good, but he's going to be on the bench because Ben Darmstadt has it from. It's kind of a tough spot for Cardenas because you have Max Dean, and then you have Ben Darmstadt, and then you have Luis Fernandez, who I who I think is going to do really good things at heavyweight. So yeah, there's not a really uh, there's not really a slot for Jacob Cardenas. Cornell's never had an All American at heavyweight, still to this day. What? Never. Are you kidding me? At least, at least Rob Cole era. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's kind of mind blowing considering how much success they've had. Yeah, they've had a champ at probably. I mean, how many different a lot weights? Of the weights? They've won twenty five, thirty three, forty one. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. They won it. Dake won four, so that's kind of unfair. I mean, he won the whole middle. They won 84 and 97. So they've won. Max Dean Dean won 184. And so did. um, Well, I said they've won 84 and 97. Oh, I thought I said. So 74. Had they won. Mac Lunas placed high. Um, No, I don't think they've ever won 174. Dake was scared to go up to win five weights. (laughs) He only won four. Yeah. He yeah, does help, but they've job. had they've had multiple. You know, they had uh, you know Yanni won one forty one. Also, they had Glenn yep. Stafford in nineteen twenty nine win one hundred seventy five pounds. All right, so they won seventy four. That dude. Oh, was a, what did you think about Glenn Stafford? Uh, how would his game translate to to today? Uh, um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Man, yeah, because I mean Travis Lee won one twenty five, right? As did Nickerson. Yeah. Or no, Lee was. Or he, he was only 133. Yeah, I think he won 33. Yeah, so they've had multiple yeah. champs at quite a few weights, but never an All-American at, at heavyweight. Just pretty. Never an All-American. That is crazy. Yeah. 
I'm looking at it right is now. It, is, is Cornell size this? They don't like big guys? Or no, it just kind of haven't panned out. You know, they had Jeremy Sweeney. He was a pretty solid recruit, yeah. and it just never. But he wasn't. Yeah, no. Yeah. At, at the time, it was Damian like, okay. Hahn was like. I mean, I know Damian Hahn wrestled 197, but Damian Hahn, was, he was a heavy Chevy. Uh, you know, he should have been able to push <laughs> this guy's up. Being all American. Heavy Chevy? <laughs> Damn straight he was. I've never Tell heard that make one. Tell me he can make You're lying. No, he can't, but that's a man. <laughs> I remember one time Damian Hahn uh, arm spun Bader kind of out of nowhere when we were at Cornell. Why? It, it was for, for a joke. Bader. But it was, it, Bader hurt his leg or his foot because he landed so hard his one his foot or leg cracked into his other right. foot or like he was like oh. Bader really kind of never complains about anything he's like dude no. my leg or my foot still hurts like like weeks later he's like Damien messed me up on that on that arm throw like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Bader expected it um yeah. or whatever Bader was and, probably asking asking for it he probably deserved it <laughs> Da- Damien and Bader have kind of this playful sort of love-hate uh, relationship that sometimes results in Bader getting arm thrown. Oh, it was when it was when we had the Greco uh, finals there at mm. at Cornell, and yeah, so Bader Bader got thrown. It happens sometimes. Uh, so, but yeah, they've never had a heavyweight, but now they've got <clears throat> they've got Luis Fernandez Christian. coming up. Yo. What are you going to sacrifice for Flo? Because Bader sacrifices for Flo all the time. He's done a cradle challenge with me. He's got arm thrown by Damien. He's done a takedown challenge with Jordan Oliver. Who are you challenging? I'm I'm open. When are you going to get this dang tattoo? That's happening. I've, I'm yeah. Lo- I have that. Yeah. That is happening. Um, oh. Jane Cox, show up in Austin <laughs> and, and get Christian a tattoo. It's, it is going to What happen. are you getting? Um, it'll be. Yeah, what are you getting? It's not going to be that. It's not gonna be that crazy. It's not gonna. But it, what do you mean? What are you getting? You gotta tell us. I'll tell you. Right okay. now, just the word "good." G O O D. Yeah, good. Oh, okay. Why? Where? Um. Yeah, where? It's so where. Um, I'm gonna do it somewhere you really can't see it. <laughs> oh, no. All right, we're on radio. Cut it. Is that from? A, is that from the um, the Jocko bit? Yeah. And it's something I've you like thought, Jocko, right? Well, I love Jocko, and it's something I've thought about a lot the last couple months is, um, you know, things can be really, really tough sometimes, and it's kind mm-hmm. of the approach you have to have. Um, maybe I'll talk more about it some other time. I'm not really in the okay. headspace. But, yeah, I'm going to Are you, are you getting Jaden Cox's flight to Austin to go with you? I don't I don't need Jaden to hold my hand through this process. I'm going to make well, him Well, you proud. might. You might get scared. You might see the needle, and you might get scared. All right. How, how – uh, tattoos aren't incredibly painful, are they? You, you guys both I, I have pink. Yeah, I didn't find them to be painful at all. But yeah, but then you are a professional cage fighter, also. So <laughs> your <laughs> your perspective on pain is not one I'm going to uh, going to look sure, to. That's fair, honestly. Bracky's mm-hmm. got ink. Did it hurt a lot? No, no. But Bracky just chugged. How many monsters do you need to get through that? Mm, three. Three. Right. No, it, it's not bad. Okay, got it. Uh, Next up, what is next up? That is it. Wait, no. Did we finish 197? We were talking about tattoos for some reason. Yeah, we uh, we kind of finished it. Uh, I mean, you didn't go in depth, but I said I'm excited. It's a little deeper than I thought. Uh, I guess we didn't pick our champions, but you guys know who I'm going to pick. Um, 
Darmstadt no Adams is a wild match. I kind of I'm yeah, kind I'm, of worried. Um I'm picking Darmstadt by fall. I think it is a fall situation here. I think someone gets pinned. I I worry I have horsepower concerns for for young Ben. He is a a a spindly individual. And is, Noah Adams is very strong. Yeah, he is susceptible to uh, West Virginia farm boy strength, as we saw oh, with Jared Hahn. Oh, dagger. Uh, wow. He picked him up and just threw him on his back. Yeah. Is he going to be able <laughs> to overcome West Virginians? It, what if that's his kryptonite? It's like he beats everyone but the West Virginians. Anyone from West Virginia. Yeah. Is there any random West Virginian we could throw on him that's not Noah Adams or Jared Hunt? Mm. There's not enough. Yeah, we need more. Braxton Amos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Braxton. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Braxton in that weight class. Yeah. So probably Ben's senior year. Bra- I think Braxton's going to redshirt personally. I would I would be shocked if he wrestles next year. Oh, my gosh. And you have and some I, intel? I, this is, this is inside information. information from Chris Bono. Ben Askren <laughs> said it. Braxton's going right away. No red shirts, just the red singlet of Wisconsin. First reported by Ben Askren. I love it. Well, I, I have no information. I mean, there, there's a chance I'm right. That's just uh, a guess. Okay. Uh, another update. My my mother strenuously objects to the tattoo. Like, I guess oh, wow. She, I guess she's Demi Moore. <laughs> what like is Demi, Tracy, like what Demi is Moore Pyle from Pyle A Few Good Men. Huh? What does Tracy Pyle say? Oh, my God. Dude, Tracy Pyle doesn't – Tracy Pyle's revolted when my brother got a necklace. Like, we're, we're, you know, the – the hemp necklaces and you wear milk. That was not, that was oh, not appreciated. Okay. He, listen. He doesn't if like flip flops. If I had to choose Ozzy at age two to get a hemp necklace or get a tattoo, my man's getting a tattoo. Yeah, Ozzy's <laughs> getting ink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. No hemp necklaces. No my hemp man's necklaces. Ink. My, my, I give him a John Deere tattoo right on his uh, shoulder. Cause that's what he loves. Dad doesn't wear <laughs> sandals or flip flops. Cause he says they're girl shoes. Ha. Uh, we all wear flip flops, but uh, you know it wasn't for a while. So he, I, yeah, and I would argue that Tracy, that they're the the manliest of shoes. There you go. The manliest of shoes, I would say, is no shoes. That's your that's kind of your go to. Oh, that is that is pretty manly. Okay, we don't have a ton of questions, so we may not get to nine forty five, and that's okay. Um, you have anything? But else? with this crew, you never know what's you never know what's going to come up. Christian. You have never. We went to we went from you know Noah Adams to tattoos in less than two minutes. So there's there's no way to know for sure. There's no Adam have tattoos. I don't even know. I think he does, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, dude. Um, ben Darmstadt's got some ink. He got he's got quite a bit of ink, dude. He yeah he came back after his freshman year with uh with a lot of ink. Yeah, bad boy. It really threw me <laughs> off. He's the bad boy of Cornell wrestling. Okay, um, Jake, Jake doesn't have any tattoos, does he? Jake has no ink because that he would not ruin that temple of a body. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, he's probably not a big tattoo guy. All right, question from Cody Arnold. He's at. He should get some red light tattooed on him. That would help. Ben lost to <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> ben Levesser. Levis Levesser. Thank you. I can't Levesser. say Manitowoc either. Un- undefeated four-time D three champ in high school Minnesota versus Wisconsin All Star match. What does he remember about the match? And has he think Marcus's career plays out had he gone D one? Yeah. Uh, so Marcus was, uh, he was the number one ranked guy in the country at that time. It wasn't an awesome match. It was at the Bi-State Classic. Um, and you know what? Wisconsin fans got so pumped because my June, my sophomore year, I set, uh, let's take that record by taking people down and letting them up. Um, uh, and just, it was, 
You know what? It was almost like I don't even know now at this point in my life how I dealt with the boredom because I, I literally averaged about 10 takedowns a match against obviously kids who weren't nearly as good as I was. Right. And then I was doing it again my junior year. And so um, just it was just an incessant takedown, let up, takedown, let up, takedown, let up. Um, and Marcus did it to me. And Wisconsin people freaking loved it. This man, he took me down six times. I got no takedowns. Although I did get a little better as the match went on. He got four takedowns in the first, two takedowns in the second, no takedowns in the third. Um, he, Dang, he was he pretty elite. He was a beast. But, yeah, he was a beast. You don't remember him? Uh, he's too old for you. Um, Not yeah, too I mean, old. I mean, I remember the name. I just remember he won D3. And so I was like, I wonder how he would have done yeah. D1 four times. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh obviously that was before i was even ranked nationally you know I, I wasn't on that level yet and he was number one so he kind of schooled me it's fine i got better um and i think he would have done really well i actually believe his redshirt year at minnesota i think he was something like 13 and 0 or something to that effect um you know one like three one three opens or something and then i i don't recall i think he wanted to play football or something also and that's why he went to augsburg and then obviously he did, did not lose a match at augsburg uh all four years that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting that Wisconsin was rooting against you. <laughs> it's like, Oh, they know, loved it. They loved it. Man, that's that's pretty... Uh, you know what? I can, I can make enemies pretty well, Christian. Evidently. <laughs> evidently. Um, hey, did you, did you say... I, I don't know if I made this story up or... Did you say, like, on a message board that you were going to text someone on takedowns alone... In like the state finals okay. or something, and did it? Is that true? Well, here, here's here, here's the thing. So when I first realized message boards existed, in let's see, this is two thousand. I got home from sectionals, and someone said, "There's these miss this message board thing," and everyone's talking about you. And so it was me, and there was a attorney state champion, and there's another a senior that was undefeated, um, who I think maybe he was second year before or something. And all these guys from this kid's hometown were like, he's going to kill Askren. Askren sucks, whatever, whatever. So, listen, I'm not going to be quiet. So I go on there. I start talking crazy. But back then, <laughs> it's not like you got to register. You don't have to register and say a name. You can just type in by whatever name the heck you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So someone else actually said, you know, they typed in by Ben Askren, but it wasn't by me that I'm going to tech him in the state finals with just takedowns. Cause this is what I'm saying. Set the state record for takedowns. But right. It wasn't, you. I didn't actually, I didn't say it, but then, you know, the reporter asked about it and I just claimed it because I figured whatever, no one can do me anyways. I'll just take it. Yeah. I said that and I'm going to do it. And then, and then, uh, I, I almost tech followed him. I, I beat him 21 to eight in the state finals. Um, I don't believe I had any back points. And, uh, and, you know, so I was really close, even though I did not actually say it. I just, I just figured, you know what, I might as well just say, I, I say that I, I might as well just say that I said it because no one's going to blame me anyway. So I, I went for it. <laughs> That's, that is a wild move for a high schooler to, to lean into that. Most mm -hmm. people be like, no, no, I didn't say that. Yeah. That's hilarious. 21 to so, eight. Yeah. Well, you were right there. And that was the start of, that was the start of, uh, that was the start of my, really my personality. Cause I was kind of a shy kid before that. And then I was really, um, I was fascinated by the idea that I could make so many people mad by just typing something on a message board and what are supposed to be mature adults get so annoyed. So then I, I leaned into that hard and I would just try to piss off as many people as I could, like with, you know, see what I could do to make them really upset. And that was why I started growing my hair out. I started carrying around a boom box. I started doing all kinds of dumb stuff. Like it was just like, see how dumb I can do just to make people upset. Like these adults who are supposed to be mature and I'm, you know, I'm 16. 
So I would, they, I would like find just random stuff. So I'd be like, you know, I would be at a store and there'd be a blow up pig. I remember I took a blow up pig to one tournament. So many people were mad about it. It was like, <laughs> oh, this is going to make a lot of people mad. I'm going to do this, right? Or I think one time you heard the story about Roy Brinzer having a Gumby doll in his corner. Yeah. I think I had some kind of stuffed animal in my corner just to see how many people could get upset about it. Yeah, so that was kind of like my my junior senior year of high school. I was just the, trying to make the funniest upset. part about the Ray Brinzer story is apparently like so he would just like get in a van and or just like he would just be able to get to these terms. He would kind of like hobo his way to the tournaments, like catch a ride here, do that. You go to the tournament and he wouldn't really have a coach or whatever, so he would sit the gumby mm-hmm. in the corner. But then that's funny. But the funny thing is like he would like look to the gumby at the period break <laughs> for what tournament to go. He's like, what should I do? And then he would act like gumby sits there like. And you like choose down or whatever, choose neutral. That's freaking hilarious. Ray Brazier. That is freaking hilarious. He's one of one of a kind for sure. Hey, um, my most random my most random corner, you wanna hear a good story? You'll love this. Love so it. uh my third fight, Mark Bader went with me because he was working for Pure Fight, uh, which then got disbanded and now you guys have brought uh the, the fighting vertical back, full combat. Um so I went to this fight in Iowa because it was just like, I know I need fights in order to get signed by someone at one of the larger organizations. I just need to, you know, go go get wins. So I showed up with Mark Bader and my wife, no coach to this fight in Iowa. Guess who was there? Bobby Douglas. And I, <laughs> I asked Bobby to corner me and Bobby cornered me. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. Was that an easy fight? Uh, yeah, I choked him out in like a minute. <laughs> That's amazing. All on Bobby's advice. <laughs> um that's awesome that's awesome um okay hey good news is coming soon that's all i'm gonna say oh what do you say. got i said good news stop is coming soon pile stop stalling on us i'm not stalling you got no one's stalling you got shifting through five well baby. you're very clear you're very clearly not giving us all, all the information i can't but just soon. just be excited Listen, soon. can't people just have hope Hope is powerful, as is hopelessness. Hope is powerful. Um, okay. All right, there you go. Why is the eight in your name? Let's go. I, I, I shared some of my past. You guys oh. share some of your past piles. Let's go. I'm, hey, I'm an open book. Eight, so, well, the C Piles was would have been my Twitter handle. Actually, here's my Twitter. My first one was CP, are you with me? Which is from, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I changed that for soon, uh, maybe before I even got to flow. But it was that one because there was this a uh, guy named I think his name's Kirk Franklin. He's a Christian artist. Oh yeah, yeah. my wife listens to him. He had this uh, GP. Are you with me? Was like God's providence Mm -hmm. or or whatever. And so so in middle school, someone said that to me. CP, are you with me? So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And when you're making a Twitter handle, you're not really thinking like, okay, yeah. At some point, a lot of people will see this. It was just like whatever. And then, so it was that for a while. And, you know, then I was at Flow. I was like, this is kind of, it's a little silly. It's just something I came up with in middle school. Maybe I'd change it up. So then mm-hmm. I changed it. I wanted it just to be something normal, like, you know, Ben Askren or C Piles. And like Christian Piles. So I went C Piles. That was taken. And so I was like, all right, a number. Number eight has always been my favorite number because Cal Ripken Jr. is my favorite. Uh, oh. I don't know if he's still my favorite athlete ever, but he definitely was for like almost my entire life. Now it's probably like a wrestler. Um, but yeah, he's my favorite. So eight has always been my favorite number. So that's why eight. 
Nice. I love the Orioles and Cal so, Ripken Jr. Solid. Man. Yeah. What do you know about the Iron Man? This man went like 20 years, so didn't miss a baseball game. These dudes take, they, they get hurt just running to first base routinely. They get injured. Um, so that's awesome. Blue collar hero. Found your dad's Twitter. Yeah, don't. <laughs> your dad has a Twitter? I think he's. Uh, two tweets. He's got two tweets. Yeah, two tweets. Two tweets. Uh, just retweets. Yeah. Um, okay, what other? Uh, so then what, what what's else? What's the handle? I want to check it out. Tell me what the handle is. Uh, uh, Tracy C. Piles. Tracy C. Yep, Piles. Tracy C. Piles. Surprisingly, there's a lot of Tracy Piles. Uh, I did not think that would be a popular name, but it is. Yeah. No. I wow. Guess. I was trying to find the person that had the C. Piles handle. I can't find them, but there are a lot of people with C piles in a number. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted just mm. at CP, but some guy just squats on it and doesn't tweet. Uh, and I tried to get it. Really? What a squatter! Did you offer him money? I did. I was like, dude, hey how man, much? How, much? how much? I don't remember. It was years ago. He's like, there's no oh, amount of money I would pay to get rid of this. He was, yeah, I swear. <laughs> he said, there's Jeez. no amount of money. <laughs> He's like, there's, there's no way I would ever get rid of it. I'm like, all right, nerd. Um. Dang. He's yeah. lying. There's a, there's a number. Yeah, there's, Every, there's a number. Corey Porter. He's got 452 tweets. He has been tweeting more recently. But yeah, I tweeted at him. How do you, you just go like check on his profile every now and then? No. This is, <laughs> I've, you know what? You're taking me down my uh, dark history. But um, yeah, Corey's, Corey's okay. not giving it up. He's followed by Barack Obama? According to, according to Tyler, at CP is followed, followed by Barack Obama. That's, I don't believe it. It must have been a, a misfollow. Although yeah. I think I think I remember Obama follows like it's something absurd. Yeah, he, he follows six hundred five thousand people. Like you, like dude, I, I follow seventy three people. And I barely read all their epic tweets. Like you, you know what you drove me nuts about you back in the day, Ben? Tweets. No doubt that I wouldn't you, follow you. Here, listen. <laughs> so you you didn't follow me forever, and that's fine. A lot of people, I understand people not following people. But what you would do yeah. is you would get on Twitter or text me okay. questions that I had literally answered in tweets. And I'd be like, Ben, this is the whole purpose of following. I have the information you are often looking for. So if you would just simply follow me, I would show up oh, in your man. feed and you wouldn't have to text me or tweet at me asking the questions I already answered in, on the Twitter. He was trying oh, to keep his well, uh, his ratio strong. Yeah. I know. I know. You, well, you, I know. I, 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 just, I don't like you when I can't get through all the things. I want to read whoever I follow, so I try to keep my following list really small. I know. I should probably um, – I'm going to go unfollow some people. Barack yeah, Obama follows that guy. Barack Obama does indeed follow at CP. Although so he, if I only – if I could just follows. acquire that handle, <laughs> I would acquire the follow following of Barack Obama. But now I can't have it because I would – I don't know how it would work. I'm never going to change my handle now. It's Piles 8 the wheels fall off, and that's okay. So, yeah, that was mm-hmm. that is the genesis of the number eight. Sorry, I'm getting back to the doc right now. Um, I'm, I'm looking for people to unfollow on my on my <laughs> man. It now's a good time. Tw- Twitter is not fun currently. Twitter used to be like the really? most fun. I, I always love Twitter, man. It's, it's a lot tougher now. Um, so CJ Kemp listening to 491 in a four-man bracket. I'd love to see is Yanni Zane, Odaguru, and Bajrang. Thoughts? Mm, That'd be fire. Fun. But I would um, throw out. Oh boy, 
throw out Zane, throw in Rashidov in there, or throw out Yanni and Ooh, throw Rashidov in that's there. Got to have an American in there, but I want. Let's just make it an eight man bracket. Yeah, you know what? You know what, CJ Kemp? Good point. Yeah, um, let's do that. So that way we, because you got to have Rashidov, maybe even Bekulatov, or is Romanov coming back? If so, I want him involved in all wrestling yeah, tournaments. Where, where did he go? Well, he no did, one knows. You know, the Russians just, they tend to disappear for years on end, and then they come back and they're still really good. But I, I think he's coming bu- coming back. But he might be, hmm. I can't remember if he's going to go 74, but if he does, there's no way Sidikov gets supplanted. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I unfollowed seven people down to 66. Oh my gosh. Sweet. Down to 66. That's not many. Do you, all right. Who'd you unfollow? You would put me on the, you would uh, put me on the spot like this. Name names. Name I, names. Uh, I would have to go. I don't, I just clicked off it. I don't even remember. You don't remember one name that you just unfollowed? Uh, well, I, I unfollowed CrossFit Funky cause, uh, I used to be an owner and then the guy who I partnered with, he sold, he decided to sell it. So, uh, I feel I figured I'd unfollow that. Okay. Unfollowed your, yeah. your own former business. That's a power move. Yeah, I unfollowed all my former <laughs> businesses a while ago. Racky? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I fired he, myself and then <laughs> unfollowed them. After he liquidated. Um, all right. Hey, 939. We'll give you six minutes of free time, guys. Tyler's trying to clown on me. T- Tyler? Oh, boy. <laughs> So they want to know if, if Bracky, this is Bracky. Try- I actually don't understand this that well. Sick bro, thanks. There's okay. There's there's the song with Rihanna and Eminem. Yep. Um, uh, the Mo- friends with the monster under my bed. Oh. And so like, well, the the first the first tweet the first tweet was like a girl sitting on the bed. There's like, oh, there's a monster under my bed. And then the guy looks underneath and there's a monster can. Sick so bro. he's like, sick bro. Thanks. Now, are you, yeah. Bracky is trying to get an FRL uh, sponsorship from monster. I, I did find out. I don't know if I mentioned this. They, they did. Cause the monster fridge just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. We didn't know where it came from. Like most monsters, they come when you least suspect them. We didn't know if like, this was a flow purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, it was but not. it was not. They did send us the fridge and, um, a good bit of product because we haven't run out yet. Have not um, run out, despite your they, best efforts. They are not sponsoring us yet, but I would like it. I think it's uh, <laughs> I think it's very on brand. You should do all right. Next alien hour is about monster and Satan. Maybe I should. A do lot that, of pe- yeah. a lot of people think monster and Satan are kind of kind of linked. Um, so I wow, I got a deadly combo right here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is. I'm gonna move. Something happens. Look, he's just he's just <laughs> chugging. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Ben, anything before we go? That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks to yeah. you guys. We'll be back. We hope you have a great weekend. If you haven't watched Bad Blood, do yourself a favor. Um, date night. It's a great date night movie. Um, the ladies will love it. The kids will love it. Great family film. Uh, you can say, "I'm gonna take you to a movie, hun," and then you just. Get on the Flow Pro app and watch Bad Blood. It's going to be outstanding. Hey, thanks again. We'll be back Tuesday. Come heck or high water. Hopefully some good news around the corner. Everything's going to get better, guys. See you soon. Thanks.